You are now listening to the Gender Agenda podcast brought to you by the Pioneers Group, normalising female firsts through storytelling. Welcome back to the Gender Agenda podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing diversity in the legal industry and transitioning into the corporate world, some of the challenges, but also sharing tips on how to navigate this journey. A pioneer is someone who begins or develops something new or paves the way for others to follow. I'm a pioneer because after three years of working within the finance industry, I decided to pursue a career in law. Alongside that, I create access and opportunities for young people from low socioeconomic backgrounds to gain access into the legal industry. I'm a pioneer because despite my educational setbacks, I have worked for leading global wealth management firms for over six years. I'm a pioneer because I create pathways for young people to access the corporate world on a daily basis. I'm a pioneer because despite coming from a disadvantaged background, I've been able to progress within the mortgage industry. It also provides support and assistance for many financial education schemes. With that in mind, we have gathered together a group of young women to speak about some of their experiences and share their real life stories as they begin to pioneer change in their community and their company from all walks of life. Those that have got first class masters in law and those that didn't do so well at college but are still striving and aiming high in their career. We hear from a range of industries and fields, financial services, banking, wealth management, the legal profession and big four consulting. We hope that you can stay tuned to find out and hear more stories from our local communities right here in inner city London, spreading across the country and globally where the conversation is being had online on digital media. Now, Dorothy, we spoke about what you want to do in terms of your own platform, which is an incredible platform. If you haven't checked it out yet, we will share the details on the screen. But we're speaking, of course, about Law City, which you started about a year and a half ago now. Um, If you want to tell the audience exactly what Law City is and what it does. Yeah, so Law City is basically a platform that I founded in December 2019. And that was majorly based on my own background. So I spoke earlier about the fact that I actually didn't know if I wanted to be a solicitor or a barrister before. And that was basically due to the lack of access and knowledge that I had coming from a low socioeconomic background. So whilst I was studying my LPC, I realised that there was many young people who also wanted to be lawyers who didn't have access to that knowledge. So Law City is a platform that I founded to connect those young people from low socioeconomic backgrounds to the legal industry through giving them access to firms and leading lawyers within the legal industry. And so far, we've got a platform, a network of maybe over 2,000 young people now. Oh. And we've worked with firms such as Slaughter & May, Ashurst, um, Linklaters, basically the top firms. And we've partnered with Bates, Wells & Matrix Chambers. So it's going really well so far. Fantastic. And that's quite interesting because you didn't just make your own success and think, okay, I've got these results, what can I do for myself? But you used it as a launch pad and looked at the problem that was going on around you and decided to prefer a solution to that as well. Fantastic. The legal industry is interesting because it is one of the most, how can I put this, 
it is one of the um, slow pioneers to change, especially when we look at gender and diversity, um, and one of the lowest in terms of promoting female partnerships in within law chambers or whether that's traditional law firms, um, private law. What do you think is the antidote to the legal industry being able to achieve higher diversity quotas and agenda? Yeah, so I think you're right in terms of the legal industry being very archaic. Um, before, if you was to think about a lawyer, you'd think of a white male. But I think that they are recently they're shifting away from that and they've realised the power in diversity, um, diversity of thought, which enables diversity of solutions. But also you see companies like Nokia now um, put in the responsibility on their panel law firms to actually present them with a more diverse firm. So it's affecting their money now. So they have more of a reason to make sure that they meet those diversity and inclusion quotas. But I think the solution is to just be intentional about doing so. Um, I think I was speaking to my manager because I'm actually the head of diversity and inclusion at the firm that I currently work for. But I was speaking to my manager and I was saying to him that law firms actually solve problems that are more complex than diversity and inclusion. I think putting down certain things like, okay, this is how many women we have and this is where we're trying to go and making sure that you're intentionally recruiting with that in mind, I think can solve the um, solve that problem. So I think focusing on not only recruiting more diverse talent, but also making sure that you have that environment that is inclusive and enables them to stay there because retention is also one of the reasons why they might be able to attract talent but not keep them in the long run. Yes. And I think that's a very important point there about the culture in corporate to be able to retain talent. This podcast is sponsored by The Connect City, a diverse community group of rising leaders from creators in fashion, art and music to professionals in the field of medicine to finance. Connect City aims to inspire a generation to rewrite their future and impact their city. Follow us on this journey and connect with us on YouTube, Connect City TV, on Instagram at Connect City underscore, on Twitter at Connect City underscore, and on SoundCloud, Connect Community. Mary, we're going to speak a bit about your experience that you shared with me before with regards to how you found the change and the challenge moving into corporate global leading investment bank, like you mentioned. Um, how was that experience? Tell me a bit about that. For me, at the age of 19, it was a very different world. Um, coming from college into the corporate world, um, I was exposed to a lot. I saw a lot. And prior to me actually going into a place of work, I was actually advised by one of my teachers and said, Mary, don't do it. It's so cutthroat. Um, I remember he said I actually worked for JP Morgan and I left because I just couldn't do it anymore. And now he's a teacher. But for me, I thought, you know what? Why not? Why not? Why should I be scared and afraid of that? Let me just go in there and see how it was. So when I went there, um, he was right. It was very cutthroat. I remember my first year, they made so many people redundant. Um, I remember when my colleague at the time, um, she came up to me and just said, I'm so sick and tired of this place. They don't respect me. And it was just like, for a 19-year-old, thinking, 
what's going on, what do I do here, is this where I want to be? But I um, I still pursued it, I thought, you know what, my kids are going to be different and if this is going to change, then they're going to need younger minds to help. Because these people that I'm talking about, I was working with, they're much older than me. They've been working in the finance industry for over 20 years. So, and these are the same people that have been in the same bank that I was at, um, that spent their whole career there. So they're stuck in their way. So um, I actually had a manager, who was actually very cutthroat as well. So for me, it was a very big learning curve. Um, I learned so much. I learned how to deal with people. I learned how to deal with different characters and the culture was literally like every man for themselves. I um, saw colleagues talk to you today and then stabbing her back in, in your meeting, your private meeting with your manager. Um, I saw um, my manager actually tell me, no, so-and-so said you did this, you did that. And I thought, oh my God, this is kind of a lunch with just yesterday. And it was, you know, go out after work, have drinks and they can actually do that to you. So there was a lot of broken trust and there was a lot of miscommunication. Yeah, absolutely. That. Relationships at, in the workplace. Yeah, and literally because I think there was a group of, I think on my apprentice for our set, there was like 10 of us and there was only a few job roles. So literally we had to literally climb back to get that, to get the dream, to get the job and work your way up. And because we were junior staff um as soon as you finish your two years you actually get promoted and you get the pay rise you get all of that so everyone was fighting for that position and they were willing to do whatever even if it means burning down your home so you don't have no access you can't come back tomorrow they were willing to do it um that's how bad it was but you know what for me i said you know what i'm not going to go to that route i'm actually going to be genuine i'm going to be integral i'm going to be honest and be true to myself and it did work out best for me um it worked, and I think having having those few people that can cope, take the, be more responsible, and you know, not have to go doing that route, always works. And now I'm at a new new firm now, and it's literally a different world. I think they've now forced people to resign that had the old mentality and as you can see now the working life has changed with covid and co so like even flexible working from home the finance industry is changing and it's no longer um one way and so i was even reading an article in the financial times and they were saying ceos should um actually stop forcing their people to come back to work so and to the culture of the finance world is changing we are getting there but again it just takes like one or two people that have influential influence to get there and make those changes slowly but surely Brilliant. And of course, you spoke earlier about your academic pursuits and perhaps not getting the grades you wanted to originally. And when we spoke, you mentioned that you are now working towards your qualifications in your profession. So talk a bit about that and what sparked that change for you to aim for academics again? Yes, yeah, so I'm currently studying for my IMC, um, mm-hmm. which is part of the CFA qualifications. And what that is, is just give um, the opportunity to give advice to clients on how to invest. Um, so once I finish those two exams, I actually do my um, CFA, which is a three-year qualification. Um, and that's one of the highest um, qualifications you can get in the private wealth management um, investment banking qualification. So um that's what I'm pursuing. And I think a lot of people don't realise that you, even when you go to university, you still have to do these exams. So you can have a master's degree, you can have a degree, but you still have to take a few steps back, unfortunately, to do these exams to work your way up. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Fantastic. Great. 
And of course, if you are watching this and you would like to connect with the ladies to perhaps find out a bit more about the stories of anyone here resonates with you, then we've put the details on the screen. Connect with us. We would love to hear from you. But most importantly, our door is always open to have more of these conversations, particularly if you want to share your story, whether that's your challenging background or culture in the corporate world, how that's changing, technological advances, we would love to hear from you. Most importantly, these stories and these conversations are ongoing. So of course, follow us on our various social media platforms where you can find out more about these ladies and most importantly, about more conversations that we have coming up for you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast brought to you by Pioneers Group in collaboration with Connect City. To find out about how you can be part of this incredible community of women, hear more stories, then please connect with us via LinkedIn at Pioneers Group or also on social media at Pioneers Group for more information.